Welcome to another episode of Threads of Enlightenment. As usual, it is my honor and privilege to invite our guests and to welcome them. And I know that they're coming with a couple of things that I personally deem very expensive because I do that in my life. One is time. To me, time is such a misunderstood uh, commodity that we have. But those that are awake, they understand the value of that commodity. And I want to thank you for coming and spend some of that expensive stuff right here at Threads of Enlightenment. The other is your journey. It housed who you were and made you who you are. And you are here to share that with us and allow us to partake of you. Thank you so much for coming to Threads of Enlightenment. Thank you so much, Ken, for having me. It is an honor. I want you to tell people the things that you have given birth so far, because as I mentioned to you earlier, the perpetual journey will cause you to create more things. But you were pregnant with some stuff as you were going through your journey, and you happen to give birth to this thing called May My Journey of Grace or to Grace. And I can't wait to hear this exciting stuff. Tell us about all those things. Yeah, you have. so I, I think you were explaining something to me. I totally resonate everything that you were sharing with me before we started. Um, as a kid, I, I just knew there had to be more to life than what I was being shown with school and my, my family was always working. And it just seemed like, what is the point of all this? You know, just didn't seem much joy. And I think I carried a part of that in me that led me to getting um, what they, I, I got diagnosed with scoliosis, which is curvature of the spine. And a lot of times I have found the emotion behind the scoliosis is it's a it's an S-shaped curve of mine was. And it's like you're pulled in two directions. So it's like what society was telling me and my family and friends and what I felt something else had to be happening. And um but I just went the mainstream medical path and I ended up having spinal surgery where they put the rods in my back. And then I was lucky that they took them out a year later because usually they leave them in forever. And so I had this and afterwards I was sick and in pain for about five years and no one knew, you know, nobody had an answer for me. I went to different doctors, no one had an answer and I just thought I was gonna have to live like this. And then I was just, you know, doing what I was supposed to do, go to college so you could be successful. And I wasn't sure what to do with my life. And someone introduced me to chiropractic and it was just a pamphlet on it. And it said the power that made the body heals the body. And I thought, wow, all the, all this time, no one had said that to me. And I just went to chiropractic school on that. I didn't even get adjusted. It was like a God, a godsend, you know, and um, I, I went there and it changed my whole life. Changed the way I looked at health, understood health, understood how the medical views, medical world views health versus how natural healing views health. And I started getting adjusted, but it wasn't a quick fix. It was a journey. And I really feel there was, I had a couple of turning points. One turning point was I lost fear that I couldn't heal. You know, I think you get in that when you're in so much pain and you're sick all the time, you get in that desperate state that you're not going to get better. And especially when you're not getting a quick fix and nobody has an answer. So yeah. I lost that fear, fear and I started to heal. So that was number one. And then I can get into later on, I kind of had a, a grace state moment too. We can talk about, I know you like grace. So 
<laughs> pardon all the interesting stuff. We're here in Thailand, and it's really an interesting place when it comes to power and stuff like that. So just bear with us. So yeah, um, I want you to talk to us about this um, because that is an interesting intro. I love um, the information about the struggle, even as a young age, that the pull between the family and society. Talk to us about what was your family teaching you or imparting in you and at that age that eventually caused this um, struggle with society? What was that information about? What, 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 is, what was well, it Well, it was just of? about, I really did not like being in school. Um, and I was an A student. I kind of worried about everything. I, I would be the kind <laughs> who would take all my books home because I didn't want to forget something. So I was very much of a worry kind of yeah. person. And I always wanted to, like a perfectionist, to do well, had to do well. I worried about that. And then... Um, my mom worked two jobs. My family was always working. It was always like there was just enough, you know, like everything's so hard, you know, the getting money, the struggle. And I think they were just more oriented yeah. towards the negative. Now that I look back, it was more like they believed in the struggle because if you were to take them outside of the struggle, they would be like a dream stealer, you know, like a wet blanket. Oh, you can't do it that way. So it was like this, this yeah. negative vibe. And then my dad died when I was 12. And I really believe it was because of broken dreams. He was an entrepreneur at heart um, and he failed. And I remember he had to go get a job working at a bakery on the night shift. This is when I was like six years old. And his energy was just gone for a long time before they actually diagnosed him with cancer. And he passed away yeah. when I was 12. And I felt that he was in a better place than me. I thought, you know, I was raised Catholic. I was told about heaven. And I thought heaven sure sounds like a, a utopia. I think he left me here on, in hell. I think we're in yeah. hell here on earth. And I felt that way very strongly. So I didn't have a fear of death. I kind of wanted to go with him because I thought, I think he's in a better place. Mm -hmm. But I was here, you know, and then I ended up yeah. having this surgery. And it was just until I found chiropractic was the first time I heard truth. The power that made the body heals the body. And that just really, for me, started my whole journey to discovering who I was. And, you know, I look back at that. It's not that I, I don't think I would change anything. Like my dad dying, he, I feel like he was a much better guide to me in the spirit side than he would have, could have been here in the physical. And my mm -hmm. surgery, I mean, it, it's totally an unnecessary surgery. It's, I feel sad that people still actually get that done today. But to me, it was a blessing because it freed me. I don't live in fear of disease or getting sick because I know yeah. I can heal myself. Like I, it broke that, that facade, you know, and that's kind of why um, I, I wrote the book when they first, when we had lockdown three years ago, because everybody was in such fear of disease and I knew there was another way to be. And I thought we need more stories of healing. And I thought maybe it's time to share my story. I yes. didn't have my, I didn't feel like my story was finished. I, I thought I'd do a book later, but you know, life, throws us curveballs and you try to make the best of it. I think um, when it's time, because a lot of us are pregnant not, with ideas and things. And um, sometimes these situations happen. And I know COVID did. It allowed many to stop and do give birth to books, uh, dreams that were residing within the self. And I believe in chiropractic medicine. Um, I have some 
uh, beautiful stories with uh, chiropractic um, uh, adventures, if you will, especially in my family, personally, with my son, my youngest son was uh, preemie and um, he was having all kinds of seizures and so forth. And I was seeing a chiropractor at the time when he was a young baby. And um, I remember the medication that we would give this young man would cause him to convulse and his chest would be popping up in the air with such a powerful medication. And as I mentioned, I was seeing a chiropractor at the time and I was telling him about the story what was happening with my son. And um, he was actually one of the trainers for the Olympic trainer back in the day. And uh, he said, bring him to me. And when I brought my son to him, he adjusted my son uh, using me as the catalyst to adjust uh, my son. And I went home Doc, and tossed the medication away and I knew everyone in the traditional medicine uh, would have cart me away and throw me in, in, you know, and report me to whatever the child services, whatever they call those, to tell me, you know, how crazy I was. But I, I knew there was a better opportunity, a better way. Um, the traditional medication is one way. There's, uh, you have other ways. Chiropractic, you have um, Indian medicine, you have Chinese medicine, you have all kinds of different ways by which one can obtain um, their healing. It depends on where you put your belief. And so when you put switch your belief, it will do wonders for you. And But my son, they called him the textbook baby. Textbook meaning that uh, once I threw away the medication, every time we went for a test, he was exactly what the textbook said he should be. Height, weight, everything. So they called him the textbook baby, but I didn't tell the physician, the pediatrician, anything until uh, much later what I did. But I absolutely understand what happened to you and the journey that that aspect of the, um, for lack of a better word, the uh, entrance of information into you caused you to switch your fate from one system into another and you obtain what you needed. So talk to us, Doc, as you were uh, moving through because uh, you and all of us, we go to our default program. We go to school, college, and all this stuff. Talk to us as this young woman that has, um, after five years, you said you got the pint out of you. How were you managing being um, a sickly person at the time, you know, you were sick, things are going on. Mentally, what was that doing to you, the individual? What did it cause your being to become, to become and to express as you were living and communicating with those outside of you? It was a struggle. Like I was very severely depressed. It was just a struggle to get up every day and, and keep doing what I had to do. But I'm a hard worker. I was taught to be a hard worker, you know? I was almost taught if you're not a hard worker, you're not worthy, you're lazy. So I just pushed through, you know? You push through the pain, you push through, like, and I just kept, I guess there was a part of me that just like kept hanging on. Like, I always thought college would have been like the light at the end of the tunnel and it just got worse for me. I got even more sick because I, I was stressed in college. I didn't have a direction and um, I didn't like the experience. So I just, it really, I think about finding that pamphlet and it was like the light, 
like the angels started singing and it just really saved me on so many levels to find right. peace, purpose, and to finally physically heal, heal myself. All right, talk to us about that pamphlet. What did it contain? Because until then, you are default living, if you will. Um, talk to me about that pamphlet. What information that was in that pamphlet that caused you to make yeah, that Yeah, it shift? said the power that made the body heals the body. And I just never had anyone share that with mm. me before. And I said, there has to be something to this because I would ask the medical doctors before, I'm like, why do I keep getting sick? You know, I would always get strep throat. I'd always be in pain. I have the sciatica pain. I just, I got chicken pox. Like I just kept getting things. And um, they'd write me an a prescription for an antibiotic, prescription for the painkiller or a, a muscle relaxer. I went to physical therapy and nothing worked. And I just kept saying, why do I keep getting sick? And their only answer was, let me write you a stronger prescription. And I'm like, they don't know. They don't know what's, yeah. what, how to help me. And not one of them mentioned that it could be from the surgery, yeah. that the surgery actually, you know, they took parts of my spine, yeah. they tried to fuse it. And that's the worst thing you can do to a spine. That's your whole nervous system. That's your immune system. I mean, as a chiropractor, I adjust the spine to open up, to clear stress so that the brain body communication is at a hundred percent, right? Mm -hmm. So they tried to fuse that down and put all that stress on my nervous system. And, but not one of them addressed that. So that, it was just the power that made the body heals yeah. the body. And thank God it was enough for my mind and to approve, like to be like, a, according to what I was taught would be a good job. You know, if you're a doctor, it'd yeah. be a legit, you know, degree, yeah. you know, it had to fit into that mold for me to go along. I was so programmed that you need yeah. these things. And, but yet I was walking two worlds again because chiropractic opened up a whole spiritual side, a whole yeah. nother reality. And it was like a domino mm -hmm. effect of more and more truth because now I was able to question other things because now I knew there was another reality besides what I was taught because now I saw there was another reality yeah. to help. So, but, but chiropractic let me walk two worlds for a little bit yeah. to play doctor and have my practice, but that's why I even outgrew my practice because I never really got into it to, to play doctor. I wanted to tell people they can heal themselves because of my own experience. And it wasn't just the adjustment, yeah. the adjustment's part of it, but they're all tools to help you learn to tap into yourself, to calm your mind, to get in tune with yourself, right? Yes. They're just, you know, you can work with your diet, you can work with different modalities, but they're all stepping stones to get you back to who you are away from the programming of what all society is, has told us. Yeah. Yeah, they, um, again, as I mentioned, the traditional medication and traditional um, medicine is one way. I, um, I grew up in, in the healthcare system. I actually came from there. And I remember um, my son got hurt one day and I walked into the emergency room because I was talking to uh, one of the physicians, and I knew quite a few of them. And I was talking with one of them about Jonathan's situation, my eldest son. And I'm watching through my peripheral another doctor, totally lost and trying to find inf information to address a situation that he was dealing with in, in another room. And for the first time in my life, this clarity came to me that these guys don't know anything. And I'm sitting there looking at this and I switched my focus to him and seeing the frantic look 
on his face, um, going through books and so forth. And I realized at that moment that many of the physicians that we give our trust to uh, don't really know anything. They're, they're, um, they're out in the wind, just like a lot of people. And I had suffered for many years on a situation was called H. pylori, and H. pylori was crippling me um, and due to stress. Stress was not an issue, and we're going to go into that because stress is a mind state, and um, it will, just like you can heal yourself, you can also get sick. And so um, I was getting very sick from H. pylori, which is a, a bacteria within my stomach and so my uh, um, intestine. So I started going to the doctor. I passed out, fainted, everything. I went to the emergency room. They did a colonoscopy. Finally found what it was. I went for several years. They didn't know what it was. Finally, the colonoscopy, so they found it. Give me this regimen of antibiotics, strong stuff. I took the whole period of it, nothing. It, it was just crippling even more. I began to do some research on my own. I'm like, what can I find? And I found this, um, it's called Manuka honey out of Australia. And they were talking about the properties within that. And I ordered that thing. And I remember taking a spoonful of that once I got it with uh, probiotics, along with probiotics, that's combination. I took that and I felt in my being, in my stomach, the location where I had all these pain for years, crippling, going off. I felt this intense happening, if you will. And I knew something was going on within my body. And I began to lay down and um, began to focus on my awareness, bring my awareness into the situation. And I knew that these two uh, things that I had taken was battling this bacteria within my stomach. And it disappeared. This has been over 20 years. I've never, ever had to deal with it. There is another way, guys outside of the programming, as Bob was saying. Talk to us, Doc, as you began to uh, move through yours and began to see the understanding that the body heals itself and your mind began to switch around and change your perspective. As you began to navigate to the other side, talk to me about some of those, um, uh, those mindset that you were still accustomed to within your programming uh, to, um, what was happening with that mindset as you're shifting, moving towards? Because I know there's a conversation within yourself as you're Yeah, shifting. so I was learning that as in a chiropractic philosophy, they honor that there's an inner wisdom. They called it innate intelligence that is always there. It's mm -hmm. always running your body. It's always healing itself because as we sit here, all our organs are working and we're not controlling it. Can you imagine if you had to consciously control your heart, your lungs, your kidneys? you know, um, all these functions of your body, if you have a cut on your finger, it, you don't do it and you couldn't do it. It's like there's millions of functions yeah. every second. So I was understanding that, understanding that symptoms aren't necessarily bad. They're actually the way the body purges itself and rebalances itself. So a fever is a good thing. You know, we're taught to suppress the fever. We're in chiropractic world, we let the fever run its course because that's the way your body burns off everything it doesn't need mm -hmm. so it can bring it back to balance after. And it, it, it's a healing mechanism. So 
So I was learning all these things. And at the same time, I had to learn what the medical world learned because I had to pass all these boards to get my license. And I thought, oh my gosh, they really don't know because they just like to label things. So you would have, you go in and you tell them you have these symptoms and they need to know that so they can match it to a label of a disease. They need that disease label in order to give you (laughs) medication or to cut it out because they're the only two things they learn. They don't learn nutrition. They don't learn how the body heals. They're not talking about the inner wisdom of the body healing itself. That may be one extra credit class at the end, but that's not their focus. Their focus is on outside in. What can they give you? And that causes 90% of the time more harm. Medicine should really be left to emergency care. And we should only use that as second second, uh, choice, you know, whereas it chiropractic was learning that that healing comes from the inside out. So it was a totally, so it was learning these two different things at the same time and having my own personal experience with seeing what they did to my spine, seeing that they didn't know how to help me. And then I started to get better doing these other things. So it was just very profound and deep for me. And when you notice, because you, you had, um, uh, within the conversation, you have the little um, breadcrumbs of stress uh, being mentioned. Um, when you recognize that this was one of your, um, I guess, one of your mindset that you had to deal with, um, how did you begin to deal with that uh, knowledge? And how? what tools did you bring into your space to help you manage your stress? Yeah, so then I started, I think, it was about reading. I feel like it was the next phase was really when I opened my own practice because I got out and opened, like I was ignorance on fire. I wanted to practice pure chiropractic. I didn't want to do insurance. I didn't want to do car accidents. I didn't want to pretend to be a pain doctor so you get more money. So I really wanted wellness. I wanted to adjust the babies. I wanted to tell people they can heal themselves. That was, I really wanted to get out and like people just don't know. Once they know they can heal themselves, you know, that the medical world is actually causing them more harm. I got out and opened my practice. And I feel like that's where true life really started to teach me because number one, I felt like not everybody wanted to hear what I had to say, which shocked me. That was a very like humbling experience. (laughs) And number two, nobody taught me about money or business. So I had to figure that out. And I started just questioning relationships. I started questioning my inner, my inner uh, peace, you know, I had purpose, but I really didn't have peace yet. So mm-hmm. I just started reading. And I know, yeah. I, I mean, for there was a, the first three years of my practice, I really was studying Yogananda and uh, the autobiography of a yogi. Mm-hmm. And I got his lessons for like three years. And I was doing yes. that. And I was also going on mission trips um, to Brazil and India. It was just one or two, two, two times a year with other chiropractors. And we would bring chiropractic to that part of it the world. And I really started, and practicing, I really started tapping into energy. I realized that we were all energy. It was bigger than us. And I really got to a place where I realized, Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's no disease. It's our belief in the disease and the label. It's about our energy flow. And I questioned why do some people heal, some people don't. And I realized it's about how much life force is flowing through your body. And I realized what affects that is how happy you are. Mm -hmm. If you have purpose in life, if you have time to heal, if you're, yeah. you know, if you're stressed with money or lack of time or lack of money and, and you can't even make health choices because you, that you want because you can't afford it, what they term the rat race, 
that was really suppressing our immune system, our life force. That's why people were dimmed down. The vibration was so low. So I knew it was about getting the energy up. And I tapped into some very high frequencies of energy on my mission trips. And eventually I learned, I tapped into it once I was home. And that was when I entered the gray state. It was like 18 months. I was in this whoo, like high, high. It was like falling in love, but there's no other person around. Like not, there was no reason for me to be this giddy and high. Yeah. And I realized, I'm like, oh, this is what we're all yeah. looking for. This is the God source within. This is the place that we can all be living from this vibration. And I, I kind of stayed there for like 18 months yeah. by default. And then I had to learn to get there at will. And so that's been my journey now. It's really about you have to learn to get to the grace state. Because when you create, when you live life from that place, it changes everything. Before you would, I would still feel a desperation, like you want to escape mm. things. Now you just are. And now you can really embrace the yeah. journey of life. Obstacles are just, you know, challenges for you to grow more. They're not like a desperate situation anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like when you get there because um, I tell people your perspective changed. It, it, the whole the wholeness of your perspective changes, meaning that everything that you look at from that space change. Your the situation that come into the challenges, if you will, that come into your life. When you are in that space, Tom, you look at it totally different. You don't look at it as something burdensome. You look at it as an adventure. You look at it, okay, I am. This is presenting to allow me to grow what is it that i need to gain from this situation so that i can become even brighter as i move forward in my life and that's why i tell people um, the creator that is inside of you is excited when those challenges come because it gives it an opportunity to shine and show you who you are but many of us panic and that fearful part of us will drift back into the fear why because as you said we're in this numb the default mode if you will and when we're in the default mode you just drift back there but you got into this um as your and i tell people traveling is a good is a good tool by which you can get there it really is traveling and serving um people that cannot um give you back anything when you're around that energy constantly, doctor, that's where you kind of elevates you to that space um, faster, if you will. Talk to me about some of those uh, trips because I know that's when you began to see those, um, see the dichotomy within the world. One that have a lot, one that doesn't, and the ones where they have nothing, there is a little more joy there's a little more happiness there's a little more freedom from stress talk to us about what you were seeing in those journeys so the first i went to brazil three years in a row and there was a group of us chiropractors who went and we just suggested people all day long and we couldn't i didn't speak portuguese so it wasn't like they could tell me all their problems so it was more powerful because they just got on the table i felt yeah. their spine i adjusted the areas that i felt needed it Mm -hmm. And they got off. It was one after another. And the energy, and we were all lined up, chiropractors doing this. Yeah. 
hundreds of people come through all day. It was like for a week for like eight to 12 hours a day. And um, the energy was so profound. We were in this like love bubble. But then when I got home, I crashed because I couldn't keep that vibe, but I felt something, but I didn't know how I got there. I didn't know what happened yeah. and I couldn't keep it. When I got, it was very like a very high to very low. And the second year in Brazil, um, nothing profound happened, but I did get to observe Brazilians had a soul that I felt like here in America, we didn't have. They still enjoyed life. And I didn't see that in the American culture. There was just this natural happiness that they were still a part of. And then I went to India one year and yeah. uh, same thing. It was a chiropractor who had family there and we went to Calcutta and it was really the poorest part of India, right? And um, Brazil made me kind of hate American culture. Like I thought we were too materialistic, but then India was so poor materially in that area. The pollution was so bad. It was, there was so much chaos that it made me appreciate the American culture. So I was having these energetic experiences yeah. and also the observation of the cultures. And it just made me appreciate the balance of what I had in my life, right? It's neither good or bad. We can, there's pros and cons to everything and it's how we view it. I agree. There's a, um, I think I tell people there's an art in living and I call it um, contentment that we, uh, when, you know, I've had money, I was without money. Um, I had, you know, some money. So I know the dichotomy about things. But what makes one happy is a state of contentment where all of that outside doesn't matter what stress you're in. But I understand exactly what you're talking about in traveling when you get to see these vast things. It makes you appreciate um America for certain things. And I am from Guyana, which is a neighbor to Brazil. And our mindset to life is much different than Western um, America in the sense where uh, um, the things that makes one happy in that culture in America, the people will look at it and shun it, you know, just look at it like if something's wrong with us. But um, uh, when you live in that state, it, it really is a different lifestyle. So here you are, you are exposing yourself and seeing the dichotomy, you're growing, you're gaining wisdom, you are excelling in your, your uh, field, seeing that energy is the way by which we are existing in this uh, plane housed within this body. As you begin to now switch because you're you're learning in in your travels that energy is the key when you begin to switch that into quote-unquote western civilization practice how did it go it's when you're dealing with some of your clients and stuff like that when you're now addressing energy versus when they are programmed for something yeah, else sharing you know that i was just trying to make people understand the mind body connection that you know i can adjust you all day long but you got to do the inner work you have to be aware of your mindset and your energy flow because you're dictating how your body's healing by how much joy you're feeling each day how much stress you're experiencing each day how happy you are in your life you know and um i felt like majority of people just wanted me to 
I, I think they just like to come in. They like to vent their problems. They want to get adjusted because it feels good and they moved on. I didn't feel that there was a lot of people um, who were really changing their lives doing, doing the work. And that was a little frustrating for me. Um, and yeah. that was... Um, yeah, I was going to ask you, how did that, how that made you feel as an, a person knowing that this is the way and seeing that no one is really paying attention to the, um, the wisdom that you've gained, the insight that you've gained, and you know, you know that you know that you know this is what they need in order to um, move them from where they are. How did that begin to affect you? I think because I, I realized I struggled for a long time because I, I realized I, I outgrew my practice and I didn't want to be there anymore. I felt very stifled by it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to just, I wanted, I found a, a way to help people. Like I created, I have an online business where I could help people to get healthy habits, to work on finances, to work on mindset. And I thought I could do more by helping people become independent in their lifestyle then I could adjusting them all day long. But there was, there was a lot of uh, guilt I felt because I thought I am a chiropractor, I should be practicing, I'm gonna let my people down, I'm gonna let my family down by closing my practice. So there was a lot of internal struggle again I went through to get to the place where I finally closed my practice and followed my dream to uh, leave my hometown of Delaware and move to Miami. I just felt the, the pulse of Miami and wanting to do my online business and really um, just share my message. I wanted to really, this, I love sharing my message. I feel like that's the most powerful thing I can do. And then to give people resources to start doing the work for themselves, because I feel like it has to come from within. And that's, that, that was my evolution. But for many years I struggled with, oh, well, I have to be a chiropractor. I, I started this practice and I have to be here for people. You know, it was a lot of that. So that was part of my journey too, to follow my passion. Right. I had to have the courage to follow my passion and not do what society and family thought I should be doing. And it was the best choice I ever made. Talk to me about that journey, because um, that's a difficult journey where anyone that is making the switch, because you have to now switch from the mind to the heart and living from uh, the heart versus living from the mind. So now here you're making this switch. And, and I tell people living from the heart is... Um, it's just beautiful madness. It is, um, it is a life of faith. You have to take the leap and um, forget all the programming, everything that you've learned. Talk to us about that switch because everyone has to surrender. How did you get there? And what was your surrender like when you had to make this heart-mind switch? The surrender, I think for me, you know, it's when you can't do it anymore. I feel like the pain became, for me, the pain of staying was greater than the fear of going. So I, I went and um, yeah. I discovered, I actually found, I feel like my soul is so filled up because of the journey that I took that I couldn't get from a, be, living in my hometown of Delaware. My soul was calling for something else. And I realized, you know, and that's the gift that my father gave me of dying young, that I kind of don't have that fear as much as other people. I have it, but because I, I guess at 12, I lost everything when I lost him in a sense. So he taught me to surrender. 
and that's there's more to life, you know, and you got to there is nothing better than following your dreams and following your heart and risking it all. It really you have to that's the way we were, I think we were meant to live. And to me, there's no other way. I can't I couldn't stay in a humdrum every day when you start feeling like every day is just it's the same old same old you're not living you know like you want to find your purpose and your passion yeah. and follow what makes you happy it might not have to look drastic but you want to start really tapping into what makes you happy yeah. and um, I think a lot of people were not taught that we should be doing that but that's everything yeah we are yeah it is it is life it is life to get there. It is the way that one should live. I, I always encourage people to find your purpose and become purposeful. Um, because until then, you're just, you know, I, this coach ruined my, and I don't want to say ruined my life. <laughs> he, he interrupted my life when he said, if I am working for someone, I am working for someone's dream and mine is put aside. It troubled me. It, it 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 lodged within me, and so when I I would go to work, it would disturb me. It just kept disturbing me that I was making someone else's dream possible while mine was dying. And I remember um, that journey, and everyone must come to the space of surrender. You've in order for you to do it, um, the only reason why you're not doing it because you're afraid. I don't know if there's anything else. Do you? Is there anything else, Doctor, you can think of that kept us kept you there because we're afraid of what's beyond that? You mean kept me in the practice? Yeah, I, I um, for me it was I was afraid of the things that they were telling me that. I couldn't do, which was number one, I couldn't support myself. That's one of the main lies that they tell you uh, to keep you over there. A salary is a, is a way to keep you from pursuing your dream. And so they kept, they'll tell you these type of lies. And the fear from the moving from the secure to the un, unsecure, if you will, uh, or the unknowing, it was fearfulness that kept me from it until I decided, like you got. I got to the place where, what the hell, who cares? And just jump, you know? So, but it was fear that kept me. I think me that's the that beauty time. of the journey is that you have to be willing to risk it all because when you do, you find other ways to support yourself that you never could have thought of. Different ways, life unfolds yeah. according to what your soul needs. That's what I believe. Some people find success right away. Some yes. people find maybe more struggle, but that's, what your soul needs to experience in order to awaken to those areas. So that's why everybody's journey looks different. Yes. And it's about really surrendering and being okay with what shows up. That's, that's a day-to-day -day practice, right? Being okay with what shows up and surrendering to following your guided inspiration to act on that every day to the best that you can and trust that it's all unfolding and, and working out for what you need. Because sometimes you don't really see why that happened until maybe a year later or hindsight, like, oh, that was the perfect piece for me to have this understanding right yeah. now. So you, it's about faith and it, it is, it grows you exponentially on a soul level when you can let go of the expe expectations and really follow your guided inspiration. That's, 
that's a skill. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's something you acquire in your journey. And that's why I tell people, um, those that are looking for, um, instant gratification, you're not going to do it and you're not going to get it there. Um, so talk to us as you are, how did COVID come into your life when all this is going on? Because, um, did you have this book in you at that time when it was churning there before COVID? Um, were you thinking about it? What was going on with you in relations to the well, book? Well, when they locked us down immediately, it's three years ago today, actually, I was horrified. I knew this wasn't right. This isn't how healthcare works. This was more about tyranny. And I was very upset that everybody around me was okay with it. And they were afraid of some disease getting them. And I thought, oh my God, I cannot believe the state of mind that people live in. I mean, I understood it because I, of my practice for 18 years. I knew a lot of people didn't want to hear. They really live in a disease world and you can't break that. And I always thought, well, that's their own personal journey that they have to come to, come to terms with on their own. But now my freedom was being taken away because everybody was living in fear. So I just thought the most positive thing I could do at the time was write my story of healing, how I healed myself. And I didn't have any fear right now. Yeah. So I thought if everybody felt like me, this wouldn't be happening. But it also derailed everything I was building. I had built up a network for three years and really building my online business really at a critical point. Like I felt like I was reaching a critical mass where I was gaining success. And then I lost everything I was doing because I lost all my networking events and nothing was coming back. And I lost a lot of people because yeah. they didn't like that I was speaking up, that this isn't right. So there was this split. And, um, and it's interesting because I didn't see this coming, right? Because this is like, you can't plan for it. But I was in an area where I was able to get involved. I really started studying the Constitution, which I never maybe would have. I was really big in studying the economy and I, I like understanding how money flows because the mm -hmm. same way as health flows. I thought these are energies that control our lives. Like we need to understand them so we can make peace with them and really find freedom. Yeah. So I had a lot of pieces, but I didn't ever have the governmental piece. And I really started studying the constitution and I learned a lot. And then I understood that it was about getting involved locally to really see if the people in your local government, if your mayor and your commissioners are following what the constitution says. This is how it's not about party politics for me as much as constitution versus communism. And um, yeah. I found a lot of people who were ready, you know, wanted to get involved that way too. And we made a big difference in these last elections. We're really cleaning up our election system here. Mm -hmm. We made some headway. We were getting involved with the school boards and. Yeah seeing what they were doing. And it, it was such a, an amazing experience to be a part of being involved with the community. And then this led me to having to learn to rebuild my business in a different way. And now I'm getting on these podcasts and I, my joy is sharing my message like this. And I feel that it's more critical than ever now because I believe we're at a turning point in our world of really raising the consciousness to remember who we are. Like all those things I learned before we were just scratching the surface. Like, like it's starting to reach a critical mass where people are starting to wake up and remember who we are and get getting rid of these old social structures that really aren't in our, don't have our best interests and don't serve us and our evolution. So we're at this shift right now. And I thought you have to trust that you're put where you, where you're meant to be. 
to learn what you need to learn and to, to follow your soul's yes. um, purpose. I absolutely agree. Talk to me about your journey to grace, because I love that phrase, uh, that word grace. And what does that word encompass for you when you when someone says grace? What do you picture in your mind, in your being? How does it comfort you? Grace is that it's a bliss state. It is where you raise your frequency above human narrative, human consciousness, regular 3D human consciousness, and you're in this state where everything is blessed, that even the problems that you see in humanity aren't problems anymore. It's almost like things that you're concerned with in your mind, I call it the monkey minds, are just laughable. They're laughable because you just see mm -hmm. that we're all love. We realize that we are love. We are divine beings. God is, we are God. God is in us and we are an expressions of that divinity and that we're here to just have this journey really where I see myself as a spiritual being having a human experience. It's just like you realize you're in this movie or you're, you're playing a part and it's just kind of silly what we get caught up in. It's like you step outside your, your little drama yeah. and it's grace. Everything's okay. Everything's love. Everything's just, you're just in love with everything. And that's, that's where my check-in point now. Like I realized like it might've been more of an extreme when I first got there, but I, I did stay there for like a year and a half consistently. But then after I realized I knew how to get back there. It was about focusing on what makes me happy. If I find myself caught up in the struggle, just stop, wait for the guidance, take a breather. I, lo I look mm -hmm. for times in my day to find relief from anytime I get caught up in a struggle or a problem, just yeah. step back wait for the inspiration. What can I do to make myself happy right now? It might be just enjoy a nice cup of coffee. It might be go take a walk. It might read a good book. You know, it's like finding those joys in your day to just be. And then you get inspired. And I always try to act yeah. from my inspiration or when I feel that motion to go, you know, and that, that's an everyday thing. And that that's the work. Yeah, it is a beautiful work. And um, those that are listening to us, it is a beautiful work, and we welcome you to come and join uh, this journey to grace. And it's a great place to live from. It truly is a great place to experience because um, you, every conversation you have with yourself is different. With others is even more different. Um, it's meaningful. Um, it's uh, joyful. I, I love interacting with myself. I really do. Sometimes I see some deep things or, or thoughts will come in and I will be meditating on those thoughts for several days as that insight begins to expound and grow and grow. And after several days, there's this smile that comes onto your face as you've got an understanding of a new aspect of who you are and what you're capable of. It's a beautiful journey. So we invite you, Doc and I invite you to come and walk with on this journey to grace. I wanna thank you so much for coming and sharing with us here at Threads of Enlightenment. This has been a powerful journey and a powerful story. Thank, thank you. you so much, it's Ken, for having me. This was amazing. Thank you, Doc.